quick announcement for our in-person Beer and Hymns participants. The COVID hiatus is coming to a close. We're going to be back at it the last Sunday of each month at Brokerage Brewing at 7 p.m. starting June 27th. Come sing some hymns with us, and don't worry, we will keep the podcast going. Now, on with the show. This is the Beer and Hymns Podcast, where we look at the stories and people behind the hymns we know and love, we consider what they mean to us today, and of course, we sing. This is episode 22, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Welcome to episode 22 of the Beer and Hymns podcast. I'm Mike Tetralt. I'm Brian Russell. And we have a very special guest in the house today. It is Leah Boyd. Welcome, Leah. Leah. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, thank you for coming all the way from, are you broadcasting, are you in Texas today? I am in Texas. I'm in Waco, Texas, where I'm attending Truett Seminary. Okay, you're at Truett Seminary. Yes. Um, are you? A, have you been in a Texan your whole life? or? No, I actually just moved here during COVID to come to school. I'm actually from Huntsville, Alabama, where I was oh, born and raised. Gotcha. And that's that's like technically the Bible Belt it of is. America, right? Okay, that's okay. right. That's on the buckle. It's the buckle. Bible. Okay, that yeah. is the buckle of the Bible Belt. <laughs> All right, cool. I believe. Um, yeah. So you grew up then. Uh, obviously, I'm, I'm sure you grew up on the hymns. Yes. Um, so tell us why is it that you love hymns so much, Leah? Mm. Yeah. I mean, part of it, of course, is that I grew up on them. But more than that, um, I truly believe that it they exhibit the most core deep truths of the faith and help us to express them in a way that are really meaningful to us. So a hymnal is not just, you know, something that came out five to 10 years ago, like you see in some contemporary churches, right? It's a collection of some of the great texts and poems that have been Mm -hmm. written by Christians from a variety of denominations for over 500 plus years, right? And it's just like the best of. It's like the best of Christian music (laughs) for 500 years album collected in a book, right? So I love hymns because I just think they help us express those deep truths. I I wonder if in like 500 years, people will be like, oh, I love that. (laughs) 
you know, post contemporary type stuff. Like if that becomes the new hymn, like, they don't write them like Chris Tomlin anymore. They don't write them. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I wonder if that, <laughs> that could happen. Yeah. Well, uh, so so Leah, you are unlike our previous guests, who are basically mm-hmm. just our friends that we conned into showing up. You know? <laughs> Um, you're actually here as, as a, an invitee. Um, I, I encountered you first via Twitter. You're in seminary. You just finished your first year. Yes. And um, you have, there's like 15, yes. over 15,000 people who are following you. That's awesome. And please tell me what your Twitter <laughs> yeah. journey, how that came about, because I, I have finished about a year's worth of tri- seminary coursework. Nobody cares what I have to say. Um, so how in the world, <laughs> how did you do it? Tell us a little yeah. bit about your journey on that. So I started my Twitter account called The Sassy Seminary Student when I decided I was going to seminary, just because on Twitter and in the Christian Twitter world, there's a lot of church politics drama that happens, but also it's really mm-hmm. fascinating because you get to see some of the biggest scholars and uh, seminary professors and church leaders in the faith, and you get to interact with them and ask them questions for free. <laughs> and, uh, and then you get to That's also see cool. everyone's comments on them. So I kind yeah. of decided to kind of post humorous reflections about what it's like to kind of be going into seminary, going into ministry for the very first time as a, I'm 22 and I've worked at churches and been to church my whole life, of course, but mm-hmm. this is my first time I'm a music minister. So I'm the first year in ministry. So I just decided to kind of post, you know, humorous <laughs> reflections about my seminary church ministry experience. And I think um, a little bit of satire and a little bit of sardonic humor can go a long way because, oh, yeah. you know, some of these things are really serious. She's going to have 15,001 <laughs> subscribers here in just yeah. a second. Yes. I mean, it's, it's brilliant <laughs> mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. That's really awesome. Well, yeah, because I noticed because you've got like, I feel like on your esteemed followers list, we got like Beth Moore yeah. and all these like huge what? names and evangelical. Yeah, nice. Like, yeah, yeah it's, it's, what's yeah. your biggest like? Who's your biggest name? Who's your like? Beth Moore for sure. Beth Moore. Okay, okay, okay. Beth Moore. She she is the nice. queen. Once I got the Beth Moore follow, I knew I'd made it. Yeah. <laughs> you're like it's all downhill from here. It really, yeah. like truly. <laughs> awesome. And you so you're wanting to go into ministry? Mm-hmm. Um, what like what? Where do you see yourself ideally? Mm-hmm. Um, after you've gotten you know all your credentials and all that fun stuff. Hmm. Right. I mean, I'm a music minister now, and so I'm, I wanted to go into music ministry. That's why I decided to go to seminary. I'm actually getting a degree at Baylor to a master of music in church music. So I'm combining gotcha. the master of divinity with the master of music. And I also got a music education degree in undergrad. So I want to do music education, oh, awesome. working with kids, kind of raising yeah. them up in hymnody so we don't lose it forever. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's kind of my hymnody. goal is to take up the mantle for hymns and bring them so back cool. and uh, be, a, be a champion, but also be able to do so theologically and not just because of sentiment, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, totally. And that, yeah. that's really awesome because I feel like these words like hymnody when when it comes across our threshold we're like mm-hmm. that's a fun word yeah. so it's it's kind of fun to see someone using in the wild that actually uh-huh. knows what they're uh-huh. talking about yep. right so that is super exciting yeah. but let's get to the really important stuff yes <laughs> what is your favorite style of beer <laughs> so guess what so i'm a baptist <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm really glad you came on the podcast despite yeah. Our heathen name. Uh huh. You made it. Yeah. So my favorite style of beer is root beer. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh my oh, gosh. Man. You have just yeah. made. I. I. Do you, if you hear the sound of all the Baptists around the country cheering right yeah. now, uh-huh. that was amazing. Well played. So speaking of these hymns, we've got. Uh, t- we just sang the first verse of "Great Is Thy Faithfulness." And uh, what can you tell us about this absolute beautiful mm-hmm. hymn? Yeah. Well. 
I think the most important thing and the thing that is most meaningful to me about this hymn and why I return to it is one of my absolute favorite, if not my favorite hymn, is that mm. the words come straight from scripture. They come from mm. Lamentations 3, 22 through 23. His compassions mm. fail not. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And yeah. um, I think that's what makes the best hymns is when we pull mm. straight from scripture and we use the words and the poetry that's been you know, inspired from God himself to worship him. And that's, that's really meaningful to me about the hymn. But I think there's also some interesting, there's, there's some interesting background with it. You know, Billy okay. Graham and his crusaders made this hymn famous. So again, Baptist history, okay. bringing, <laughs> bringing the good hymns to the forefront. <laughs> that's right. They know how to pick them. The good hymns. They do know how to pick them. <laughs> yes, we just, uh, a few weeks ago, we had uh, Just As I Am, which mm-hmm. was another mm-hmm. Billy Graham. He leaned on that one heavily. Yes. Yep. I feel like he's, he is might be the biggest influencer out there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he picks. He hey, picks, we've got that copyrighted. So yeah, that's, don't copy- you take that's, that. that's, that's good. <laughs> you, you can borrow it when you're raising you can up the youngins. All right. so. Wait, I have a quick question. Did uh, Fanny Crosby write Lamentations? Brian, I'm disappointed. What? <laughs> Dang. She wrote a lot of things, uh-huh. Brian. But not Lamentations. Not Lamentations. Okay, B- biblical right. scholars are are so interested in that, you know. That's a really niche view. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I'm glad that somebody's investigating it (laughs) because it really, it really merits that investigation. Uh Uh Oh, that's so excellent. Yeah. So who, who wrote Great Is Thy Faithfulness? Where does it come from? What is the, yeah. What is the background? Well, the author of the hymn is named Thomas Chrisom and he was someone who struggled with health uh, issues throughout his life. He had illness, Mm -hmm. um, hard employment trying to get work, um, and he all, but he wanted to be an evangelist. Um, and mm. so though, um, from the author himself said, there's no dramatic story that necessarily moved him to write. It was specifically just this idea of, you know, lifelong struggles, right? Going mm-hmm. through every morning and discovering God's mercies. And I mean, even in the pandemic, when we <laughs> every single day felt like five <laughs> years are stuck yeah. inside you know i just that really resonates with me just this idea of you know it, seasons of life some are more difficult than others but throughout them all god is merciful and i love that i love that you can kind of understand that throughout his life through his illnesses mm-hmm. and dealing with issues like that it's interesting that i feel like i feel like the the inf- like there've been we've we've encountered several stories where the author of the hymn has been through some sort of a medical, mm-hmm. uh, an infirmity of some kind. I feel like we've not found very many where they haven't. Right. Yeah. They almost all have yes. somehow. That's true. I mean, yeah, it's you like don't... the common theme of great hymns. <laughs> where it's like they, they had a super easy life. No. A mm-hmm. very high salary. No, no, no trust funders or no, anything yeah. like that in <laughs> right. hymn writers. Those right. don't really come through uh-huh. as much. Right. That is really fascinating. What was the guy's name again? Thomas Obadiah Chrysler. Obadiah, nice. Obadiah yeah, that has yeah. just rocketed to the top yeah. of my p- potential son's list. <laughs> that was a, <laughs> that is totally going to Wait, be. you got you have a son? Well, no, I'm saying like on like the you know the baby name. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right, all right. That's a normal thing, right? Oh, yeah, I mean, sure, I sure. name all, I'm going to name all my kids after the minor prophets. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Those are the best. Like ones. Mark, Zephaniah. Luke and John, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, that's basic. Minor <laughs> yeah, prophets yeah, yeah, yeah. or nothing. That just demands respect. <laughs> <laughs> You're like Mark boring. Yeah. Obadiah <laughs> What do you Whoa. need, sir? Yes, so like <laughs> Habakkuk. I mean, if I met a Habakkuk in the wild, 
Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, little habby. You don't mess with little habby. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he will mess you up. So, what year? What era are we talking about oh, yeah, for the composition? Written? Um, he actually died in 1960. So early 20th century. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. I feel like this is one of those ones. Should have been in the 1800s, it's right? It's crazy yeah. to know. It's that new. It was copyrighted 1923. So I'm thinking maybe kind of post-World War One kind of sentiment. After the, the golden era of hymns. After the golden era of hymns. I think that's really original scholarship on, on our part. Yeah. We should say. write a white, white paper on that. <laughs> we totally should. Yeah. That uh, the golden era of hymns, you know, in that kind of late... 1860s, mm-hmm. 1880s. Right. Somewhere mm-hmm. in that kind of... Whenever Fanny was around. So a fun fact about my Twitter is actually Fanny Crosby was my profile picture for like uh, a really long time. And I was like no kind way. of an anonymous account. And Fanny Crosby uh. with her sunglasses, I it was cool. <laughs> but eventually I discovered people don't really trust anonymous like accounts. So mm-hmm. I changed uh-huh. it to a picture of myself. And, <laughs> but yeah, I love Fanny. She's my girl. That's brand evolution right there. I'm kind of curious why the the were you wanting to go anonymous so that way your snarky stuff wouldn't get you in trouble? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Like my totally. professors might read this stuff. Uh-huh. Have yeah. you ever have you ever had to like kind of um, I don't know uh, explain anything to professors when they're like, hey, that wasn't a subtweet about me, was it? Like, <laughs> yeah, actually, well, I actually have had to have a couple conversations with my pastor. Oh. <laughs> Uh, uh, so no, but we've, we've had some conversations and some people are like, was that a sub to me or whatever? But that's why I've always from the very beginning though, I, I think there's a limit and I don't, I think being mocking Mm -hmm. is not a Christ-like. So I try not to use names and I try not to like, I usually try to, uh, riff on some broader Mm -hmm. themes instead of trying to like directly like attack people or subtweet them, you know, specifically just, just to keep the spirit. Like letting our jokingness of as we're talking through hymns not go into you know not mockery but like just right. irreverence exactly a, a healthy right. Uh, right. humorous yeah but nothing disrespectful right. healthy yeah, humor exactly have right. you ever played this the sassy card to like get yourself into an event or something like that you like it's like a press like i'm, <laughs> no, pr- I'm not press yet. i mean i'm a I, journalist <laughs> let me in <laughs> yeah i i might one day one day okay all but, right all right okay yeah. so did you grow up in like is because um, I know there, there's a variety of Baptists. Are you more, is it is like a Southern Baptist, Independent Baptist? There's so many Baptists. So which stream do you find yourself in? Yeah, I grew up in a church that was duly aligned, uh, which is kind of not super rare, but it's a really big church. So it was duly aligned with Southern Baptist and CBF. So kind of the both conservative and liberal, we call ourselves a purple church. <laughs> nice. Which I think is actually pretty yeah, healthy. Yeah, totally. Um, because it kind of prevents us from putting church politics as the thing that drive mm-hmm. everything about our theology and doctrine and even just the fellowship of the people. It kind of helps us. I think it was really a healthy to me for growing up a Southern Baptist in a way in the South in Alabama. I think I actually grew up in a really healthy, vibrant uh, church that could have good conversations between a variety of brethren. Yeah. That, I so, didn't know you could do yeah. like, it's like dual citizenship in the denomination world. Yeah. Ooh, that is yeah. so cool. Yeah. That is pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. You and pick up on that politics as a kid? Um, Honestly, no. I honestly had no idea. I wouldn't have been, if, if you had asked me to name a theologian more than two years ago, I would have said, Calvin, Luther, and Beth Moore, and I've only read, and I had only read Beth Moore, so yeah, right. <laughs> I didn't know anything about it. But now that I'm kind of into it, it's 
-hmm. It's kind of apparent. I've seen how it's shaped the way I grew up because Mm -hmm. the Baptist Faith and Message 2000 was this big document in the Southern Baptist world that it basically put the rock down on women preachers, right? So there was Mm -hmm. lots of church politics that led up. And I was born in 1998. So that document and all the things that kind of shaped the way I grew up, but I just, I had no idea. I mean, I went to church, Mm -hmm. we sang hymns, I listened to sermons, I went to VBS, and most of my church wasn't into just, you know, fighting about church politics all the time, which I think that's the way that it should be. It can be a little tricky, right? I think, but... um... Yeah, it's it's worth it's worth doing because I like you said we need people who can kind of pull us back mm-hmm. when we're kind of going too far in one direction who can remind us and, and hold us accountable and mm-hmm. something about iron sharpening iron or something like that is. Did you just make that up? I did. Oh uh, wow. wow, that's along with Himfluencer, <laughs> iron sharpening iron. It's yeah. all going to be part of. Uh, I'm going to do some Instagram merch. <laughs> oh, a mer- merch. Instagram merch. I feel actually, like that's... I would love a shirt that said I'm a Himfluencer. I would actually oh, buy that. Like, okay. <laughs> that's like, our first endorsement deal? Yes. That's okay. Yes. Yeah. Like, I, will, I will put it on my, my Twitter with, with my followers. We need to have Steve. Oh, my goodness. We'll have, I'll have Steve draw, draw something up for us. Have yeah. Steve, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a Himfluencer. Yep. Um, I assume we want to go like Instagram friendly <laughs> uh-huh. kind of font. Yep. You know, yep. something kind of flowy and nice. Yep. Taste full okay mm-hmm. big things happening here on beer and hymns today <laughs> <laughs> that is so awesome so like yeah what would be your dream uh going forward so you're working with music working mm-hmm. uh, in worship ministry mm-hmm. um doing like music lessons with kids mm-hmm. teaching them hymns uh hymn boot camp <laughs> hymn boot camp <laughs> you know where it's like you right. show up for a week and you're like get singing like, yeah right uh-huh Mm-hmm. Scales every morning. Is th- is that your happy place? Him um, boot camp. Yeah, him boot camp. Yeah, I mean, I I'm I'm into it. I mean, here's the other thing. I don't hate contemporary music. Actually, we do. You know, we do some blended stuff at my church, and and I think that there's, you know, fifty years ago, some of the what I would consider hymnody was also considered mm-hmm. contemporary, right? So that's just, right. that's what hymnody is. It, it continually evolves. And so um, my dream is just to ensure that we don't lose the, lose the great hymns that we, that just to, like I said, take the mm-hmm. mantle and just be someone who's in big favor of it and try and hopefully educate other people about their value and merit and just, yeah. you know, keep it going. Is there anything else you want to tell us about the hymn? Some stories behind hymns are like super long. I just think this one is mm-hmm. more of a more about the theme of the hymn and yeah. just the yeah. Ins- yeah. inspiration from scripture, which I'm a huge yeah. fan. No yeah. water tragedy on this one. There's no water tragedy. That's a common theme we found. Yeah. There's water boats tragedy. going down. Boats going down. <laughs> Drownings. I yeah. think that's where the song Oceans was inspired. By. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the stories in the hymns. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I think at Hillsong, they were like, we need to honor this part of our heritage. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you want to go ahead and sing a couple verses more? Sure.
God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the mercies that you show us every new day um, through your grace and your love for us. Lord, we pray that we would um, live into that truth. And Lord, we know that you are working and you are working for the good of your people. So help us to have faith in that today, Lord. Amen. Amen. Amen.